From the Indiana Daily Student in Bloomington, this is Posted, a guide to the week's top stories. Today is November 8th. I'm Haley Klesmer. And I'm Joe Schroeder. Today we'll be talking about Bloomington's effort to regenerate Griffey Lakes Habitats, a charity that erased medical debt for Bloomington families, and a petition for a female remake of Breaking Away. First, we'll be discussing IU women's basketball senior Brenna Wise and her commitment to leading this year's team. IU women's basketball has come alive in recent years, making the NCAA tournament last season and winning the NIT tournament title the season prior. Its recruitment class is one of the top 20 in the nation, and the players need mentoring from veterans. Having upperclassmen on IU's roster is common. Being the only senior is rare. It has only happened one other time for IU in the last decade. Knowing that Brenna Wise is her only senior, head coach Terry Morin said the team relies on her leadership and respects her efforts on and off the court. This season is Wise's opportunity to model leadership and develop the new arrivals on the number three team in the Big Ten. She feels prepared to take the lead because of the role models who welcomed her two seasons ago. As an inactive redshirt between her sophomore and junior season, being mentored by the likes of Tyra Buss and Amanda Cahill allowed her to develop and play under strong leadership skills. Buss, the program's leader in points scored, free throws made, steals, assists, and more, provided Wise with valuable offensive strategies. Cahill, who also racked up offensive highlights, demonstrated the importance of communication and teamwork by earning conference sportsmanship honors in back-to-back seasons. Wise said she valued how Buss and Cahill greeted her and new teammates with open arms, but grew more as a leader and player by watching the senior duo inspire others. Leading by example is how Wise plans on pushing her teammates to achieve their goals of personal and athletic development this season. Her constant reminder of this mindset not only comes from Buss and Cahill, but also from head coach Terry Morin. Wise wants her teammates to understand that IU women's basketball is about a culture that prioritizes work on a day-to-day basis. She communicates this throughout practices, but also invests time in building friendships off the court. If you see the north shore of Griffey Lake on fire over the next few months, don't panic. It might be part of the Bloomington Parks and Recreation Department's plan. The Parks Department has scheduled a 7.7-acre prescribed burn between November 6 and June 1, 2020 on the north shore of Griffey Lake. To conduct the burn, the department has contracted with Habitat Solutions Wildlife and Forest Management, according to Bloomington Parks and Recreation press release. This prescribed burn is to help the regeneration of oak and hickory trees as beech and maple trees are dominating the area. (laughs) More of these trees allows for an increase in the variety of habitats for animals such as birds and reptiles. The burn will also remove invasive plant species, recycle nutrients, and help prevent wildland fires, said Steve Cotter, Natural Resources Manager for Bloomington Parks and Recreation Department, in the press release. The time of the burn is contingent upon the atmospheric conditions and personnel available to keep the burn safe. When the burn does happen, the North Shore Trail will close, but the rest of Griffey Lake Nature Preserve will be open. During the burn, the Bloomington Fire Department is partnering with the Bloomington Parks and Recreation Department for local firefighters to get fire suppression training. For families struggling with crushing medical debt, help can come in the form of a bright yellow letter. RIP Medical Debt is a charity that collects donations, buys debt collections, and eliminates medical debt for families in poverty. According to its website, it has bought and paid off $715 million in medical debt for about 240,000 Americans. In the last year, it worked with 56 campaigns with local media and just over 70 faith-based groups to erase medical debt. City Church pastor David Norris said he found out about this charity through friends who had done the same thing in other communities. 
He said this has been done in Howard and Hamilton counties as well. He said when people are financially insolvent, which means they are not able to pay the debts they owe, the medical companies aren't going to get their money anyway, so he wants to help with that burden. He said paying off the medical debt is a juggling act for families. The charity chooses families who need it the most, but the choice is confidential until the debt is bought and the RIP medical debt letters are sent out to their homes. Daniel Lempert, RIP Medical Debt Communications Director, said that there are three qualifications for debt to be forgiven being financially insolvent, being two times below the poverty level, and the family's medical debt is 5% or more of their annual income. In order to work with the campaign, a group needs to raise $15,000 for the charity. Then they will locate the medical debt in the area to see which debt bundles they can buy. They work with groups like local campaigners, churches, citizens, or school groups. Anyone can donate to RIP Medical Debt from its website, and all of the proceeds go directly to eliminating the debt. Lempert said because the medical debt costs only pennies on the dollar, one dollar relieves a hundred dollars worth of medical debt for the families. Corinne Miller described racing in the Little 500 last year as the best day of her life. She was the only freshman when her team, Teeter Cycling, won the 2019 Little 500. Miller and her teammate, Erica Wilson, both agreed that when the race was over, they felt like they were part of IU history. A week ago, Miller released a petition calling for a remake of Breaking Away, an Oscar-winning movie made in 1978 that was based off the men's race. The film tells a fictional story of four local Bloomington boys nicknamed the Cutters, inspired by limestone cutters, who do not attend college and are made fun of by IU students, but are eventually invited to race in the Little 500. The men's race started in 1951 to raise money for student scholarships. After years of petitioning and campaigning, a women's race was established in 1988. Previously, the women participated in tricycle races, which Miller said required significantly less skill than what the men endured in the actual Little 500, thus demonstrating the first accounts of sexism associated with the event. In the months following the team's historic run, Miller couldn't stop brainstorming ideas about how they could increase popularity and attendance for the women's race. She has faced gender discrimination from firsthand experiences, and she knew she wouldn't be able to sit back and let it go any longer. However, Miller's idea for the movie is not an exact remake of Breaking Away, but it reflects the same general theme of a passionate cycling team breaking away from discrimination and stereotyping. In 1987, a year before the women's race was officially established, a group of female Kappa Alpha Theta members attempted to qualify for the men's race. Though coming close to qualifying, they ultimately fell short for the qualifying time. This action was one of the leading factors in proving that women were just as capable to cycle in the race as men. Miller proposes that this story would increase awareness for women's cycling and believes many people would be interested in seeing a film adaptation. That's it for us on today's episode of Posted. Follow us throughout the week at IDSnews.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at IDSnews. This week's stories were reported by Lindsay Valadez, Claire Peters, Reagan Walsh, and Sam Bodnar. Our producer is Sam House. Our music is by Matthew Waterman. Matt Rasnick is the editor-in-chief. I'm Joe Schroeder. And I'm Haley Klesmer. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us.